Fritz, welcome to the Leadership Dynamics Podcast. We're excited to bring you the tools and resources used by dynamic, high-performing leaders to communicate effectively, grow their influence, and take their companies to the next level. Let's dive in. All right, here we are, this week's episode of Leadership Dynamics. We're going to do something a little different, but I think this might be the new path we go. Really not sure. But that's the fun part about doing these is that you get to play. We get to do them however we want to. Right, right. But it's not just coming in and winging it either. No. So here's, here's where we're at. We have this thing called Five Dynamics. And we built these out, oh man, a year and a half ago. It was... We it were was, fairly new in our company. It was June of 2020. Right. And what we did is we we took, <laughs> we were in research mode and we were mm-hmm. using the, the big post-it notes, the ones you can put on the walls. Big sticky ones. And we started filling them up with what was relevant and what was, what was it that makes great leadership? Mm-hmm. What was it that freed you as a person that helped you change that helped you become better that helped you be all you could be right mm-hmm. without coining that phrase right. but and what we did is so we had all these notes up and we found common themes mm-hmm. and we found a pattern in the words and what that developed was what we call our five dynamics. Strength, loyalty, courage, strategy, and power. And then we identified the subcategories of each of those. Right. So what we're going to do today is we're going to kind of get into strength. Yes. I mean, obviously, we try we to keep these at 12, <laughs> 15 minutes. Yeah, can't dive completely in there, but we can at least give you right. an overview. Right. So... We're going to go into strength, and we're going to attack the topic of self-discipline. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to talk on and how it relates to leadership. But before we get into that, I just want to say one thing about leadership. When you're in a leadership role, you don't own that because you were given that position. Mm-hmm by the leader of the company, by the CEO, by the ownership, by the board of directors, what have you. You were given that and entrusted to carry out the mission, the vision, in a moral, ethical way. Yes. And you have human capital at your disposal. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is that so many leaders forget that they were given the position And they think they own it. Mm -hmm. They think they deserved it because of what they did. Or we have leadership that is put in the position because they did a great job working or a great job on projects. But that doesn't mean that they're going to be great leadership material. It doesn't mean that they can actually manage people. Right. So... I just wanted to lay that out before we get into this because it plays into the self-discipline. Correct. Yeah. The first one is just acknowledgement. I think the overlying piece is acknowledgement, but more to the point, acknowledgement of your own weaknesses. Right. 
And that is not a bad thing. No. That is where you actually get stronger, is when you start working on or acknowledging where your weaknesses lie. How do you figure that out? How do you even know? Right. Because up to this point, to back what you just said about being put in a position. So most unhealthy leaders or people that think they're super healthy leaders don't believe that they have any true weaknesses when it comes to working with people because obviously I have the title, so I must have all the tools that I, I needed. Well, and, and to incorporate and, and achieve self-discipline, the first step is obviously acknowledging your weakness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you can't move forward until you've acknowledged weaknesses because it's impossible to grow as a leader. You know, I would say too that, because as we talk about these, obviously these are all built on a lot of our own personal experiences. And right. as we started to dive in and figure out how to make, how to make human beings just better leaders. Right. Is how many times are you asked during an interview, what is your greatest weakness and what is your greatest strength? And usually in the beginning of your path, it is very easy to point out your weaknesses. Oh, and yes. You really can sit and you have challenge with what is, your, what is your greatest strength? Because we're taught, we are conditioned to think that that is an egotistical way to approach our, our careers. And it's not. It's an important question. Well, and weakness has such a bad rap. Yes, it does. That's the I conditioning mean, piece. It really has a bad rap. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't. Yes. Because weakness is really strength. It really is. Well, Being showing weakness and 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 acknowledging your weaknesses is literally the nutritional value of growth. Mm -hmm. Like it's a key ingredient. There's a time. There's a time and a place, though, too. Oh, absolutely. I think a lot of that is authenticity and transparency and where you are and letting people know that it's, we're not expecting you to be perfect. Right. But how do we grow? How do we get better? How do we get stronger? And in that space, can you establish a clear path as to where you're going, where you would like your team to go? You spoke about vision before. That's all a part of that self-discipline. This is all about self discipline. Don't think of strength as going to the gym. This is mental strength. Right. We're talking about mental fitness, mental wellness. How do we stay clear? How do we find our path? How do we establish ourselves? How do we acknowledge our weaknesses? Well, and it's 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 strength in removing the temptation and practicing emotional discomfort. Having the strength to sit in it because there's so many lessons in it. Yes. And the strength and the self-discipline that comes out of it mm -hmm. is so much stronger, but you have to be able to practice that, right? Yes. And it, it kind of goes to the whole progress, not perfection. Practice doesn't make perfect. Well, I, no I will thing. say that, right? Because perfect doesn't exist. Right. Well, there's only one perfect, but... Right. 
But practice really builds your self-discipline through habit, which becomes part of your automatic system. I mean, it just it becomes habitual. So be clear, Fritz, on this idea of incantations as you're speaking about this, because our foundation has always been on choosing your language and your thoughts. Correct. Well, it, it has the biggest bearing mm-hmm. on where you go. I mean, the whole verbiage of sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me is so wrong. That's a lie. Because words will hurt you far greater than a baseball bat upside the head. Well, it all goes back to, it. it it's true. And I, I am acknowledging what you're saying. And I don't think people realize that the strength of their thoughts and their words actually dictate the manifestation of where they are in their lives right now. Yeah, it's their reality. Yes. If you want to change your reality, you need to change your thoughts and you need to change your language. Yes, yes. It's absolutely impossible to change your reality if you are not acknowledging the weakness of your words and your thoughts. And it takes discipline through emotional discomfort to get to that point to understand I need to change my thoughts and my language, which really should be language first, then thoughts, because that's usually how it works. And this is not a beat-up session. No. Because the power of the mistake is the opportunities that come out of that. Absolutely. There, there is no failure in anything. Yes. We don't fail at a single thing. We learn. Mm-hmm. So failure is, it does, is non-existent. We should be saying the opportunities. I had an opportunity, and here's what I learned. Not, I had a failure, and here's what I learned. And not, I failed. It's, I had an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's expand. And maybe you fell short. Let's expand. Yes. Because you, being former semi-pro football player, mm-hmm. and a coach of young adults, mm-hmm. how, how do you relate the mistake? Because, we're, of course, our focus is C-suite. We want, because we know that it starts at the top. There is a right. ripple effect that happens within companies. Right. If you don't understand the vision of your leader, and the posture that they're in, knowing that they fight for the highest possible potential of people, then it doesn't matter what they say to you, you're not going to move forward. But the biggest part that we've noticed that's missing is that those unhealthy leaders are also taking that unhealthy behavior to their children. So would you say the same thing to your kids if they made a mistake? Would you say, yes, 90% of parents would say, it's okay, buddy. You know, there's always tomorrow, dust yourself off, get back up, which is great as a parent. Do we say it to ourselves? We have to be careful of even how we're speaking to our children. Well, unfortunately, I don't think that language comes out of most parents' mouths. Not usually, because of why? Conditioning. Well, we're stressed and, out and stressed when we get home. And it's a multitude. Yeah. We don't realize how unhealthy we, we are. are. And we don't acknowledge any of it right. because, you know, we want to portray to the world and Facebook and Instagram and everywhere else right. that we have it all together. Well, yeah, and that's the problem with the... Social media can be good. 
Sure. The problem with it is that people people have to come to an understanding that we put the content on social media. Mm-hmm. It's not social media bringing the content to us. Correct. So to make a healthier social media, we as a human capital yes. need to be healthier. Or because we Facebook is nothing more than an empty platform and we fill it. Yeah. Instagram is nothing more than an empty platform and we fill it. Exactly. TikTok, all of those, same thing. We fill it, but yet we have people complain about it, mm-hmm. and it's like, <laughs> do you have wake up? Do you have the self discipline to look away from that and focus on where you need to grow, because you will personally be the pebble in the pond. You have a ripple effect on your people that work for you, on those people that work for them, in your communities, in your nonprofits in your children's life, and in your spouse's life. So there's two options here that you can live with. Right. If you don't understand what that is. Well, and, and it boils down to the fact that we're all, we're all going to suffer one of two things. That's right. We are either going to be suffering the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. Mm-hmm. And I've suffered a lot of pain of regret. I have too until I've learned to get uncomfortable and just suffer the pain of discipline because it yields a much calmer, peaceful life. Yes, yeah. A lot to digest. Yeah, a lot to digest in 13 minutes. So, (laughs) we will see you guys next week. We appreciate you coming on and listening to us. And... uh, Practice. Practice what we teach. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. We hope this episode provided you with valuable insights and actionable steps as you grow in your leadership journey. For more information on this topic or other leadership tools and resources, visit our website at rewireddynamics.com.